Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. What a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. You know, you know, Nate. It's it's been a while since we opened up with poop talk. Uh huh. Oh, how are you lactose intolerant? You are right, mildly. Um, it. There was a phase in my life where I thought I was becoming lactose intolerant because any time I drank milk or any kind of dairy. I would get super farty and like the farts would smell right, like right, right. death. Yeah, usually, but, that's usually the case. But I'm kind of, I, it hasn't happened for a while. But like I think that was just a phase. Yeah, I, I know I'm lactose intolerant. I thought I wasn't so bad. Yeah, but like how quickly does yours kick in? Is it like you eat cheese and it's like an hour later less? Mm, I'd say like back when it was a thing. Next day. Uh, no, no, no. Like a few hours after. Okay. Yeah. Because for me, I had the quickest lactose intolerance issue last night ever. Yeah. I had dinner at like 8 o'clock. I had raclette, which was delicious. And really, that's what I want to talk about is yeah. raclette. <laughs> raclette. Raclettes are amazing. Was it your Was it your first time ever having raclette? And, 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 and I've never tried it before, but I do know that it's the thing where like they, they melt like a huge wheel of cheese. Exactly. I, I've had it a couple of times. Uh, first time in Singapore, weirdly. We used, my family used to like go into this spot in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my first time in, in Philippines, and it was at a Wine Connection. Shout out. Uh-huh. Not a sponsor. It was delicious. They have Wine Connection in Philippines? No, no, no. Sorry. In the Philippines, we go to a random place. But here in Singapore, right. first oh. time I had raclette was at Wine Connection. Um, and if you don't know what it is, yeah, it's a big wheel of cheese, and they use some kind of apparatus to melt it, and then you can dip bread in it. It's like it's like fondue, but like better because fondue's got like wine and all this crap in it. This is just cheese, baby, just cheese. Fondue has wine in it. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes it more liquidy. Well, it's I know I know very little about melted cheeses. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly, you're like nacho, and that's it. Um, yeah, it's nacho, and then the kind that you put on a burger, and then you steam it, and then stuff, it melts. That's, that's really pretty much stuff. my knowledge of cheese melting. Ah. You're a solid cheese guy. I get it. It's cool. Um, so, yeah, like they gave a big wheel of cheese, or not wheel, a wedge of cheese, melted yeah. it, potatoes on the side, some like cured meats. It, it's delicious. It's beautiful. But like I had it, and like an hour later, I had diarrhea. I was like, wow, this is fast. <laughs> and then 30 minutes after that, I had to poop again. And diarrhea? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went right through my system, right. liquid style. Okay. I always thought that like these things take like a, like at least eight hours to that process. That is what I thought too. But I think that might be food poisoning. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think that's food poisoning. But when it comes to like, um, like intolerance and gastrointestinal yeah. issues, I thought it has to go into your large intestine. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it could be a coincidence. I don't think so though, because the next day I'm like fine. Right. And uh, but to be fair, after my second, was it one, worth it though? Oh, super worth it. 100% okay. Worth it. I would do it again today. Okay. Uh, super worth it. And then after my second bout of this issue, also hello everyone, welcome to Poop Talk. Been yeah. a while. Um, 
Yeah, I took some lactase pills, which are a godsend, I swear to God. Right. They really are. Also, like, I mean, uh, on the spectrum of things that can happen to you, diarrhea is not that bad. Not so bad. Yeah, right. diarrhea is, like, not a horrible thing to go through. But I pooped, like, 30 minutes later. I was like, this is a fart. I don't think this is a fart. Let me just, just in case. Right. Great. Wasn't a fart. Good mm-hmm. thing I was prepared. Right. Man, Rucklet is the freaking best, though, dude. I've never had. Like, I, 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 I know for a fact that I'm not, like, lactose intolerant. Right. Because all my life I've... Like consume dairy products sure. like no one's business. Sure. Um, I think it was just a phase that I was going through like a year or two ago where like... Mildly intolerant. Yeah, it was during... You know how like allergies, they, they change over yeah. time and that probably just popped out of somewhere. I have no idea yeah, where. Man. man, when I was a kid, I used to drink... I, instead of water, I would drink milk. Mm-hmm. Like till I was like eight or nine or something. I drank so milk I like often yeah. until I was 16 even, 15, yeah. 16 even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember like... At that age, my parents would still buy milk at the supermarket, mm-hmm. but I was the only person consuming it. <laughs> it was just all for you. Yeah, yeah. We used to do, we used to have we used to buy gallons of mm. milk. I don't know how that's like bigger than anything I've seen in Singapore. We would go through it, you know. I don't know what a gallon is, and no one should. It's I, a well, stupid measurement system. The, the thing is, it's like it's not a measure. It's to me almost <laughs> it's not a measure of like volume. It's just like I can visualize it. You know what I mean? And I like that it's one unit of something because it's probably like, it's probably like something like nine hundred milliliters or something like nine hundred thirty-seven milliliters, something right. like that. Yeah, I think it's I think one gallon is more than a liter. Oh, I don't know, hundred percent more than it's at, it's at probably more than two liters. In fact, is it? Yeah, let's go. Hey, okay. s- hey Siri, convert one gallon to liters. Let's bet. I say one point three seven. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Uh, oh, I'm gonna say two. No, I'm gonna say two. 1.75. Okay. What did you say? 1.37. Oh, hey Siri, convert one gallon to liters. She lost it. We're way off. 3.79? Now that I look at, now that I see it in my head, I'm like, that makes more sense. Is, is a 3. gallon, 7, it's been a while since I've lived in the US, mm-hmm. but like. It's the, the one that you need to handle. Right. The milk yes. jug is one, that's a gallon jug. Yeah, that's a gallon. Uh, that's a lot. Okay, yeah, that's way more than a Fuck, liter. I can't believe we finished that. <laughs> I, I struggle to finish a liter of milk like before it spoils, you know, once you open it. Um, there's this challenge, right, of like how you cannot drink a whole gallon of milk. Like you chug it? You cannot. Like your body... Oh, you're not... Like it won't let you. Yes. In one sitting. It will not let you. Like Ugh. there have been people that have tried Ugh. and it pretty much comes out. Like I think it's a whole thing you can YouTube, like gallon milk challenge or something. Is it specifically milk or is it a gallon of anything? Because a gallon is it a might lot. be a gallon of anything. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I think milk specifically will fuck you up. It's probably, I mean, it's thicker than water, so that makes sense. Milk is thicker than water. Yes, yeah, so that's the old saying. Thicker than thieves and water. <laughs> Blood is thicker than milk. Is it? No, it's not. Yeah, metaphorically only. Um, yeah, so but yeah, diarrhea not that bad. I feel like diarrhea gets a gets a bad rap, you know. Because it's not as bad as it could be. No, it's more like it's 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 like the punchline a lot. So like sure. it, it 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 gives it this impression of like being this really horrible thing. Mm. It's not that bad. Like constipation's worse. You know, I've never been constipated. I can't recall, but I probably definitely have been at one point in my is, life. Is there an exact definition like of how long you can go without shitting before it's considered constipation? I'm not sure. I think to I think the. To be diagnosed as constipated and to feel constipated are two very different things. Um, mm-hmm. Like you know when you're feeling constipated. It's, really. it's just it's when you sit there and no poop comes out. That never happened to me. Okay, it's lucky you then. I think I, think I can eat at the same time. Yes. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to like do it like 
on the DL. Subtly, but, but not at all. We're just hearing your mouth full of... What I'm are you, so what, sorry. What are you having for lunch? A little bit of a dumpling. A little bit of a, a dumpling. Bit, a touch of a dumpling. I, um, just, I just had lunch, too. Um, oh. I had some lecha. Ooh, what's that? Thunder tea. Sounds Asian. Oh, yeah. Thunder tea rice. Very healthy. It's so... Like, I don't know what the origin of this food is. Like, maybe something Buddhist-related. I'm China. not sure. China? I don't know. I've never had thunder tea rice in China. But um, it's just magical. It's just, like, brown rice or whatever rice with, like, a whole bunch of veggies and then, like, some green veggie sludge. And, and it's, it's cold, right? Um, it's... You have an option? No, it's, like, room temperature warm. Yeah, but it's... Okay, but it's not hot. It's not, like, piping hot, no. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like a slightly above room temperature kind of vibe, but I just feel so like bang, energized, That's clean. Try I can, I can go like climb a, 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 a monastery in, in the, in the mountains. It's, it's always a vegetarian, right? Yes. Yeah. Vegan probably. Yeah. I'm that guessing. would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. Probably no roots either. Mm-hmm. I don't ever got that. Why can't you Buddhists or like strict Buddhists, they can't eat roots. Like they're not allowed to have garlic. Or something? Or yeah. onions? Or is that a thing? Because um, you're plucking it from the earth. It's like a growing thing. Th- I thought it had more to do with like what it did to your body. Oh, I have no idea. Like something with heatiness or something with the... T- I'm not going to speak on this because like this is a very specific knowledge yeah, that same. there is a definite answer to that I do not have. Yeah, and I don't want to offend people. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to offend people either. But that said, all, it, it, all it, it, religious <laughs> food restrictions are fucking weird. <laughs> Why can't you have pork? Is it's dirty? What? It's un- I don't. Okay, it's fine. I'm almost. Shellfish? I'm almost what? convinced that that whole pork thing. And again, this is not speaking out of any. We're religious talking about kosher knowledge. people. This is not any kind of religious knowledge. But like my guess yeah. with how the whole pork thing started was that it probably was not very safe to eat pork like 300 that, years ago. I've, I have heard that they have parasites. Yeah, and th- so they, they were, were just like, how do we stop people from dying from the pork? Just tell them it's. Tell them God said. Tell no. them God said no. Like, yeah. Ah. You know. But then not combining dairy with meat. That's 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 no pizza, man. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of old religious Jewish things are just based on like how the world was last time. Yep. Like you know, they were against the gays last time. Fair and, enough. And, and, and this time. <laughs> Oof. Eesh. Oh gosh. I don't even get it, really. Um, no, like, <laughs> like. Last time they like gay, being gay was not normal. Therefore, like it's it was seen as a bad thing. So you know, fair enough. Yeah. But now, nowadays, it's very normalized. Yeah. So you know, I just I just get this. I don't know. Like a lot of old religious rules are just that. You know, just old rules that made sense at the time. Yeah. Because more people agreed on that shit than 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 didn't. Yeah, everyone just looks around. They just they see a guy kissing another guy. Everyone else just looks around. We don't like this, right? <laughs> wait, wait, this is we don't this this feels icky, right? Okay, God says no. God says no. Uh, man, I I I'm I'm getting honestly like really optimistic with with the um. I I really do believe that gay people in Singapore will have the rights that they deserve. That would be so cool. Within, like, not even within my lifetime. Like, How, how many more pink dots? I don't know about that. I think but I'd, say like, we, I'd say, like, we are within a decade of something changing. Ten pink dots. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I genuinely think we're within a decade of things changing. What, what is fueling this optimism? Because you hear about it being talked uh, about... It's, I can't ignore this, John. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll take a photo for Instagram too. Because even when I, well, I'm up. talking about the plight of homosexuals. <laughs> you grab a fucking potato and just chew on it. A sweet potato, thank you very much. 
What was I saying? I lost my train of thought as uh, you grab the potato from a bag. That the, that the gays are going to be okay. No, okay. Um, like, I just think that I, I'm hearing a lot more conversations about it happening in mainstream media mm-hmm. as well as within parliament and within the governmental officials and all that. They're just more willing to address it as a thing as opposed to completely just sweeping it under the rug. And that just makes me optimistic that something's going to change. And also because, like, I don't know, it feels like we're all over this whole gay thing, right? Like, you know? Like, I don't think a lot of people are, though. I, I feel like a lot of, like, it's, it like, ugh, like I don't know. I just feel like there's no, so many, so I feel like there's so many other things that have, like, come into the forefront of, like, challenging people's idea of what the world is. Yeah. That, like, the gay thing almost feels passe well, at this the thing, point. The thing is that people can do both. They're like, vaccines are wrong, and so is being gay. Yeah, yeah I guess. You know? I don't know. I'm 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 genuinely optimistic only because like um I don't like I, I genuinely think that Singapore will do it just for like diplomatic reasons, mm. if anything. Just to, you know, show people that we're not like some backward hick town. Yeah. But I, it's, that's it's weird. That's optimism did there. We, did we did we talk about this on, on the podcast or like offline? We talked about this a little bit, right? About what? About this, about repealing gay stuff. Anyway, Pro- probably both. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because either I said last time we talked about this or or not, but I'm just like it's like it's like it'll change everything and it won't change much at the same time. You know no, I mean? it's it's a very it's like, nothing thing, but it's also a huge thing. It's a very you know nothing I mean? thing. It's definitely hugely symbolic, it's especially symbolic for the it, region. It'll and all affect of that. people's life. Hopefully, it even paves the way for like gays to marry, which would be great. Yeah, but at the end of the day, is like how exactly is everyday life going to change? Yeah, but we but we to, always to, to we the, always okay. knew that. So let me, let me make sure I said this right. For the people who are affected, i.e., the people who are in the LGBTU universe, it could be huge. <laughs> the people who are not there, how is your life going to be affected? So like, good for a lot of people. Yeah. doesn't affect other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a no brainer to me. But we've always known that. Like the thing that's changed, I feel, is that um, it's it's become this unignorable thing, you know. Yeah. Like I think before, not that it could be ignored, when but you it say was thing. You mean like the wave of pro LGBT yeah. sentiment, yes. or just in general, like how, like it is no longer a like sub community within a sub community. Mm. You know, it's like very much like just a part of our global landscape. I- I'm sure and everyone like, knows or is a gay person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. Someone you love is definitely gay. Whether they tell you or not, that something about says something about you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely here. It just feels so old at Get this point. It. You know, like you to know? even say that like we live in a country where being gay is illegal. It's just, I, it's weird. It's so strange. It just feels so. It feels so archaic. Like, what is the equivalent? Like, the only thing you can be like, you can't be black in this country. It's illegal. It's something yeah. that's a part of you, you know what I mean? It's it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I know it sounds like we're saying the obvious. It's just that recently I've been seeing a lot of um, conversations and dialogues and like uh, articles talking about like LGBTQ issues. Mm-hmm. No longer about whether they can exist, yeah. but more about like the struggles that they go through and like um, discrimination that they face. And I'm like, okay, like this is something right you know that we're talking about like the issues that they face and like the lives that they go through as opposed to discussing whether they have the right to exist sure that's just optimistic for me i hope so i really i really yeah. hope so like i hope by the time that i have a child if i have a child that they can be as gay as they want to be yeah 
I'd rather they didn't. Come on. <laughs> Let's be serious. No <laughs> uh, uh, I'd have a lot less worries if my child was gay, I think. Yeah, why, why do you think that is? Like, assuming that they don't get discriminated against, you mean? Uh, I mean, seriously. <laughs> like, they're going to be discriminated because they're your child. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I, I feel like I just means. genuinely have a lot less worries because, like, I don't know. I just don't have. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I guess I just don't have context of what it's like to be heartbroken by a man. But like, <laughs> are you saying specifically if your if your son was gay? Yeah. Okay. But if your daughter was gay, also not as bad. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I guess that's yeah, the either point. way. Either way. Yeah, either that's way, kind of the point. It's just it kind of like fine. You know, either yeah. way, it's just kind of like it's less complicated. <laughs> don't have to think about like biological grandchildren. I don't know. <laughs> mm. So it's weird. Like you're cool with having kids, but like having grandkids freaks you out. You want your kids to to not have kids. No, they can have just not. You know, they can probably can accidentally have, biological. have kids. Accident- you mean accidentally? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. it's like it's like it's gonna ah, be okay. a thing. You know, because they, they they can't like put their they can't you sure know, tab ace. They can't slap, dock slap each me. other and have a child. <laughs> dock each other. It's very specific. <laughs> oh jeez, um, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I, I'd be a lot less worried if I had a gay child. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, well, how did we get here? <laughs> I, I pff, fuck if I know, man. Um, so, uh, wow, I can't. I don't even know where the thread started. I, I can't believe after all these years, you still try to figure out where the thread started. Just ride that thread, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's what I want to talk about. Not quite. I mean, it is an official recommendation, but it's. I, I hope I'll think of something because I want to talk about this a little bit more at length. Yeah. So I see here, Nathan. You have a. Is this a coaster? It is a coaster. Yeah. Nathan has some coasters of some famous albums, and one on the top is the Beatles. The Beat. The yeah. Beatles. And man, have you had a chance to dig into their Disney Plus documentary? Get back sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the whole thing? Um, it's extremely long. It's so no. Extremely long. It's like <laughs> I think it's nine hours or eight and a half, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, uh, the Beatles were a band. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, they 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 made cartoons about submarines, about submarines, yeah, and, and, and yeah, and they appeared in a lot of t-shirts, Did a lot of drugs. <laughs> um, anyway, so okay, so a little bit a little bit nerdy here. In 1969, the Beatles were basically on the verge of breaking up. They were no longer touring for a couple of years, yeah. and they were like, "Hey, let's get back to our roots. Let's get back to our roots. Let's play together. Let's just play the four of us." They added a fifth person to play keys, but they were like, oh, let's let's get the, let's stop the studio overdubbing. Let's just make it simple. We'll put out an album. That album would was was later would later become Let It Be, the last thing they released. Yeah. But in doing that, they were planning to do a lot of things. They were planning to do a concert. They were planning to do some crazy concert in like the pyramids and like in like Africa and shit. Uh, and they also wanted to film a documentary. Mm-hmm. So they had a film crew follow them. And they shot like every day, all day for like three weeks. Yeah, they released a movie that like kind of showed the whatever what was supposedly the breakup of, of the Beatles. Um, that's that which is also called Let It Be. But then fifty years on the fifty year anniversary, fifty year, oh shit, fifty years, yeah, sixty nine to seventy. Or, uh, anyway, fifty years after the release of Let It Be, they they wanted to release another version of it, but they also wanted to have a new recut documentary. Yeah, so they gave it a Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame. 
and famous um, for very long movies. Yeah, it's kind of his thing. <laughs> three, it broken up into three parts. Uh, but also recently, in recent years, he's kind of co- become known as a documentary filmmaker. Yeah, because he did a documentary called "They Shall Not Grow Old." I oh, that was fucking crazy. <sighs> I you know I started, but I didn't. But I not that I didn't like it, but I just stopped it. I never finished it. Isn't that's it? a on a side note. That's a crazy documentary where mm. he essentially got a whole bunch of old footage and World remastered it. Yeah, World War One. Not even two. One. Yeah, he remastered it, colorized it, got it like to look like it was shot yesterday yeah. and it's wild it's just wild because like you know you're watching everyone in there is dead first yeah, of all true. and also like whenever you watch video like that it tends to be like the really choppy black and white like mm-hmm. cut frames and all that and to watch it in such high fidelity it's just wow. like more than footage that's more than 100 years old yeah it just it feels I, you can find these things online where people use neural networks to really like configure Machine these old videos but it still blows my mind to this day. Yeah. Anyway, go on. So he, so he took that process, every little thing from, he learned from that, and looked at all, I think it's 80 hours of footage yeah. of the Get Back sessions and cut together his documentary. And I tell you what, I don't know if it's because I'm an, a, a, an artist myself. I don't know if it's because I'm a pretty huge Beatles fan. Mm-hmm. But this is seriously one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like totally, legitimately fly in the wall yeah. of some of the greatest songs ever yeah. being born. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like and it's just also some of the candid moments between the Beatles and stuff. Like there's just one moment I don't know if you got to it yet. It's in the first part, I'm pretty sure, or maybe in the second part. Uh, so George Harrison, the guitarist of the Beatles, had kind of walked out. He was like, "Oh, I'm not being taken seriously. No one's listening to my things. I quit the band." He quit the band for a couple of days, yeah. and then the, one of the days after that, Paul and John. Um, had a conversation mm-hmm. and because the cameras are rolling stuff they're like let's have a private conversation let's go to the cafeteria no cameras there <laughs> so the filmmakers put a fucking hidden microphone in a vase mm-hmm. and recorded their audio that and then, seems unethical but oh okay. totally unethical <laughs> uh, but, but, but for our benefit yeah exactly but Paul gave this thing approval so there it is and they're just talking very candidly like legit like I've never heard these two guys talk this openly and this casually. Mm. Very much their personas are gone, and they're just talking yeah. about the details of the band and what's going on and who's the, the, quote, leader of the band and what's going on. No, it's, I don't know, Paul. I think I'm the leader. I don't know, John. I'm totally, oh, no. Look at my beard. Scratchy, scratchy. Oh, fuck George. Wow, that Paul came out much better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> that John was bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I expected that. Um, anyway, <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff in this documentary. I mean, if you're a diehard Beatles fan, you've probably already seen it. If you're casually into the Beatles, I think it's worth checking out. But really, it's just very fascinating. I can't imagine a lot of people would really be able to sit through the whole thing. It is fucking nine hours long. You know what I've been doing to it? So I haven't watched all of it. Mm-hmm. I've just been like slowly digesting it. Yep. And like I've said in previous, in the last recent episodes, I have, all, I have been in this writing phase right. of just creating. Um, in all kinds of different ways, just trying to get music out of my fucking brain. Um, And to watch this was, um, of course, inspiring, but also just, you know... It was it was mostly just very deeply moving to watch people with such a, 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 a intangible relationship, yeah. just able to like start playing together without really rehearsing much. That, that's really what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. If you don't mind me jumping in. Like, how similar and how different is their sessions to like what a typical session or something you would do? Not because they just sit dissimilar. around their instruments and yeah. they're just like blah 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 blah. It's blah. not dissimilar. That's really? why that's, that's so why cool. I was just watching it here. We are in the studio right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was watching it here in the studio <laughs> with some of my friends that we that, that, that we nice, jam nice, with. Nice. Um, and about like f- about 20 minutes into the, the documentary when they first started going into the sessions and all that, I was mm-hmm. like, huh, I feel like this was made for a Musos, musician yeah. to like 
basically get an opportunity to jam with the Beatles. Yeah. Did you guys just bust your instrument and be like, no, let me try this chord? Yeah, more or less. So like, cool. I just I just sat at my drums and like just and just pretended I was jamming with the Beatles because Ringo sucks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Fuck you. <laughs> no, like so underappreciated. Yeah, because like like a lot of it is just th- there's some conversations here and there, but like they have these full just like seven, eight, nine, ten minute long yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 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 segments of them just fucking around and. Like, if you play an instrument, you can kind of just sit there while you're watching it because it's not like a strong narrative to follow or anything. You can just sit down, chill, play your instrument, and pretend you're, chill- you're jamming of the Beatles. Yeah. It's like kind of fun. It, as if you're just sitting in another circle. Pretty much. It's so, it's very, very just, yeah, I, I love it. So is that it for you guys, too? It's like, hey, let's sit down with our instruments. Let's write songs. It's not like let's just hang out and jam. It's like with the intention of writing songs. Is there like a difference between I think everyone comes in with a different intention. Of course, of course, yeah. For the most part, I would say majority of our jams are just like sit down, have fun. Um, you're, never, ki- you're never like, oh, that was great. Let's develop this. Not really a thing? Well, someone's always recording. So oh, there's really? that, yeah. Like, oh, okay. um, like just on a phone? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like someone's always recording and if someone doesn't record, everyone's a little bit pissed. You know, that kind of <laughs> thing. Like, it's, it's one of those things where like it's expected that someone is like taking charge of like documenting this somehow but could you estimate like how many songs have come out of similar sessions like a couple a bunch mostly majority a bunch one two oh that's really yeah, interesting decent amount yeah man it's really cool and like you guys should watch it but just describe it it's it's a, it's such a thrill to me because one of my favorite Beatles songs is Get Back yeah like it's, it's it was their single um, from these sessions Jojo was a man it, he was he thought he was a loner yeah. Uh, and just watching Paul just like fucking around in his base and then you can kind of see they're all fucking around but then then like Ringo I, th- I think it was right. Maybe I make this up, but like it was kind of like looking at him, and he just starts playing a thing, and I'm like, "Wow, it's becoming a thing." And then it's like, it, and then you're you're listening and like, "Oh, this kind of sounds familiar." Are they getting there? And then all of a sudden he goes, "Jojo was a blah 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 blah." blah. And he's just like mumbling his lyrics or trying yeah. to figure out some d- lyrics. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then he goes, "Jojo was a man who think thought Jojo thought he's a loner." I was like, "That's it. That's the lyric that you're gonna pick." It's it's exciting. It's like yeah. it's it's legit. I mean, similar to the previous uh, thing you're talking about, the they shall not be for, oh, forgotten or whatever. It's like, it's history. You're fucking watching history. You're, oh, to tail, I'm sorry, I'm getting so excited. But to steal a Hamilton quote, you're in the room where it happened, man. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. It's unique. There are no other experiences like this. The only other time I felt this, and this is a real dark tangent, the only other time I felt like I'm in the room where history is happening is when you go on Live Leak and you can watch Saddam Hussein's execution. Yep. So the birth of the Beatles' best songs, including Let It Be. Don't like it. Yeah, and Saddam Hussein. Those are the two things yeah. that I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm only one episode in so far, but I, like, man, it, it gave me such a deep appreciation because I think it's very easy to just forget that the Beatles were the musicians that they yeah, were. They were a band, right? They're not just these icons. They were a Yeah, it's band. like, especially when you reach such level of iconography where, like, people are just printing your face on every fucking thing. Yeah. Like, it's e- very easy to forget, like, just the craftsmanship the the ability the poeticism like i remember um a moment that i saw in the first episode that i was just kind of like what Ooh. was um when they were um quote unquote writing i've got a feeling Mm-mm-mm. um was that the name of the song feeling yeah i've got a feeling inside. yeah i've, oh, got, I've yeah. got a feeling and and um uh i think uh, one of the main lyrics was like, everybody have a good time, something yeah. like that. And then John Lennon joked like, everybody's got a hard on. And it's like, and it's like he just said, you know, just, just as a joke, like yeah. everybody's got a hard on. <laughs> and then like, and then like 10 seconds later, he went from that, everybody um, had a hard on to 
suddenly crafting this verse within the span of 10 seconds. Incredible. And, uh, he, he, I think it was like, everybody had a hard year. year. Everybody had a good time. Everybody mm-hmm. had a wet dream. Everybody saw the sunshine. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Like it's it's it's, it's a, such a great song. It's a it's it's borderline nonsense, but there's poeticism in it, and there's like meaning in it, and like I don't know, to, just that, to watch that happen within the span of like fifteen twenty seconds, like almost in real time. Yeah, where he's or just joking. They cut or did, you know. no, no, no. Like it, it, he, that specific thought was a very quick rapid succession of wow. like everybody's got a hard on <laughs> and everyone starts laughing then he sings everybody's got a hard on yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah man it's so cool and it's like that also like uh like it feels good because like oh, i always fuck around at these creative things but like i fuck around because that's just how my brain works out how i joke and then it becomes a thing yeah john lennon did too <laughs> and he and i have the same favorite sneakers so that's cool Jordan? No, they're just no, no. There's just like these plain white shoes. Right. Anyway, I was just seeing. I was like, oh, look at them. Spring courts, great. Jordan didn't exist at the same time. That's true. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna take my time with it. Just slowly, yeah, yeah. kind just of let it slowly. Whenever I feel like I need some inspiration, just kind of jump back into it. Like I binged it, but I'm really looking forward to just having it on. You binged all eight hours of it. Uh, I think I no, I broke it up into chunks. Right. But I th- I, d- I watched it in the space of two days. Jesus. I'm a, I'm a huge Beatles fan, so yeah, I was really yeah, yeah. excited about it. Yeah. Um, I had a huge Beatles phase, um, and I'm not, a, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not shy to admit it. They're, they're way before my time, so how else could I have discovered them? Of course. But uh, I had a huge Beatles phase after Across the Universe came mm-hmm. out. When Across the Universe came out, Should like, it, Wars film? It, yeah. just re- it, it just introduced me to, like, this whole world of music. Because before I knew their hits, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew, like, their Hey Jude's and their sure. Let It Be's sure, and sure, their sure. Yesterday's. But after watching Across the Universe all those years ago... I went on a deep dive, and I was yeah. just like, whoa. And it's crazy, too, right? When you're like, okay. So for me, my interest to the Beatles was through my mom, mm. and she didn't like anything really pre... Oh, sorry, post... Sergeant Pepper's. Revolver. So a little bit earlier. So right. she liked the oldies ones, the ones that like the black and white, and the... She loves you, yeah, yeah. yeah Twist and yeah. Shout, those are her favorites. Yeah. And then, like, and then, like, through society, I would know your Hey Jude's, your Yesterdays and stuff. But yeah, and for me, it was just a friend. Oh yeah, I remember what it was. Um, when I got, went through a big Beatles phase, I was even probably older than you. I was like in my early twenties. But a friend of mine just played the White Album, like mm-hmm. in our in our in our um, warm up space before a show, and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, I know the song. What is this song? Mm-hmm. What is this song? Mm-hmm. Fuck, this is so cool. And then I was like, I, then you start go binging and listening to their songs that were never released or not not popular, and you realize that shit. While their greatest hits will always be their greatest hits, mm-hmm. there's a lot of almost, maybe not, I won't say better, but like there's all great songs and yeah. some might be your favorite and stuff like that. So, yeah, the Beatles. What, what, what is your favorite Beatles song? It, 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 I know it it's changes hard, but around like, a lot. I know it's hard, but like, what's the one, just, just name me one of the favorites or like one uh, that like you feel comfortable saying is a favorite of yours. Uh, oh, Darling. Oh, darling. Yeah. Do you know oh, one? darling, please believe me. Yeah. Um, how does it go again? Fuck. Oh, uh. darling. Ah. Doom, doom. Please believe me. Doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. never do you no harm. Yeah. That song's fucking awesome. That song is like timeless, too. Right. You know, like some songs are like of the era. Era. This one, like, because it has, it's, 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 I don't know what the fucking phraseology is, but it's like, it's like rooted in some kind of, Style that's like older than that. It just has this timeless quality. It's a very doo-wop-y kind of doo-wop. Yes, doom, that's doom, 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 doom. 
dun, dun, yeah, the dun. bass line yeah. and the drums. My favorite that I can feel, I, I, it's definitely not like my top, top, top favorite because it's almost impossible, but one that I can feel very comfortable saying is like one of my favorite songs ever. It's um, If I Fell. If I fell in love with you, would you promise to do it? Yeah. Yeah. That one's like, uh, yeah, that one has a sentimental place in my heart. That's one of the Beatles songs that I was like, oh, this is for a particular girl for me. I was just, I, I, it just, it just, it just, it, it made, I don't know. Like when I heard that song for the first time, it reconfigured my understanding yeah. of what a ballad can be, I guess. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Was it the harmonies? It, was just, it was just the musicality of it. I just loved like the, the chord movements, the lyrics, like everything about it. So you were quite musically literate already by the time you heard this song? So you could kind of, you could see it from that angle? Ish. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I mean, barely, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, because I'm very musically illiterate. But, like, there's some people on YouTube who will break down songs. And, like, one person will be like, these are the Beatles' harmonies. I'm like, that's in that song? And he, like, he'll do the different parts. And, like, there's a part that's just, like, really high. And I'm yeah. like, wow, that's so interesting. One, one of my m- more sentimental ones is um, Drive My Car. What, really? Why is that? Um, it was the first song Road I learned trips. how to play bass on. Oh, cool. Yeah, first song I learned how to play bass and sing to. Um, and it was also when I realized that um, what Paul McCartney is doing is really difficult. Yeah. Singing, playing, and singing, uh, playing bass and singing, is really hard. Can you, can you explain that to listeners? Because clearly, uh, I wouldn't say that. Well, I mean, guitar is more melodic, right? It's, it's more so that um, it's a more of a, of a rhythmic thing. Yeah. Um, less so for say like punk rock when mm-hmm. like it's just like doom 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 just on the one on the on the yeah it's on the beat. But I would say playing bass and singing for songs, especially the Beatles songs, significantly harder than playing drums or guitar or piano while singing. Sure. Because the drums, p- piano, and, and, and guitar are in rhythm. Yeah. Whereas the bass is kind of... Of course, it's still in rhythm, but it's playing a completely different rhythm. It's are you talking like with Beatles songs specifically? Paul McCartney's A lot of songs. Okay. A, lo- like a lot of genres. Oh, so normally yeah. the... Oh, I always assumed like the bass was just another drum. Like It was just kind of... No, no. <laughs> like it's just, it's just some genres and, or some kind of songs are much easier on the bass. Sure. Especially the ones where it's just... It's just that when you listen to like Beatles songs, especially like the more rocky ones, like mm-hmm. Drive My Car... It's like the bass line is Okay. Yeah, because you know, I, you know, it's the ear. Like, I it's hard for me to pick out different parts because it's all part of a whole. But yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just a lot harder because you're 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 you. How do I? I don't know how to explain this in musical terms. That's yeah. why I don't teach or anything. <laughs> but. Um, you're just playing a completely dif- different rhythm to what is being sung lyrically. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have to really split your brain so into... Like complements it as opposed to, like... Well, not, that's not the right term. I don't know about you. But, yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. I think you explained it pretty well enough. It's just that like, when I'm playing drums of the song, it's like the beat and the lyrics they are... They come at the same time. Yeah, they're like matching. Yeah. Whereas the bass and the lyrics do not. And typically, for a lot of Beatles songs, that's kind of what happens in a lot of music. Hey, fucking um, Paul McCartney's a damn genius. That's why yeah. he's my favorite Beatle. What Paul McCartney's doing up there is crazy. My favorite Beatle is George Harrison. Oh, interesting. Just because... He's funny as fuck. Only because I loved his solo stuff more than anybody else's solo stuff. Fair. Like, not too crazy about Paul McCartney's solo stuff other than um, Dance Tonight. Um, How does that go? 
Everybody's gonna dance tonight. Everybody's gonna feel alright. <laughs> I don't know that one. Everybody's gonna dance around tonight. Actually, um, what my girlfriend and I, like, we don't have an official song, but ours is a Paul McCartney song. It's a Silly Love Songs. Mm-hmm. I love that song so much. I don't know that one. Don't people wanna fill the world with silly love songs? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but out of all four Beatles, like the the one whose solo stuff I love the most is George Harrison. Like he. I, I I don't know like 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 um um I just found all his solo stuff to Are have. Are you talking specifically his post Beatles stuff when you say yes. solo stuff? Because yeah, because he had some solos. I mean, I mean, because all almost all Beatles songs are are credited as Lennon McCartney. Yeah, but there's a couple that are just George, and they're some of the best ones. I mean, like just listen to All Things Must Pass. Yeah, uh, All Things Must Pass. The that album um, has weirdly one of the most streamed songs by any Beatle. Was it? Isn't that weird? Like statistically, you'd think that like yeah, that's weird. The most streamed Beatles song would be like a "Hey Beatles Jude" song. or something. Yeah. But the most streamed Beatles song is "My Sweet Lord." I love that song. Yeah, that's such a and nice. It's not song. even a Beatles song. My it's George Harrison. Yeah, yeah. It was really hard to ignore the fact that he brought a fucking like just two dudes hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> just sitting there giving their spiritual energy. He brought a monk. Yeah, two monks. Oh yeah, you spoiler. Alert. Oh, there's a second monk. Oh shit. <laughs> But yeah, like I'm yeah. on the first episode, and just like in the corner of the room, there's a monk just yeah. sitting there. And I believe John said something Who's about that? it. Hey, who's that? Who's like, that? Oh, I think it's a, I think it's a Hare Krishna. You know? like, oh, okay, at least he's clean. <laughs> Man, oh. oh, get back was so great. Okay, just to change uh, angles a little bit here because we can gush about the Beatles forever. But one thing I, I fucking don't forget, it's like from 60 years ago. So like. When they're sitting around and they're waiting for other Beatles to arrive, because John Lennon was infamously late all the time. He fucking slept forever. George quit for the band for a while. So um, at the beginning of every day, which is the beginning of every like segment of the episode, yeah. they're just sitting around talking and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, look how no one's on their phone. <laughs> 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 and I'll do you one more, Nathan. I was like, look how no one has to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is whatever. But... They're just talking. Like, they're just having, like, stupid bullshit conversations. Like, oh, I read the newspaper today. And then fucking George Harrison the before English he quit. Army had just lost the war. <laughs> that's, that's another one of my favorite songs. <laughs> Holy shit. Day in the Life. Amazing. Um, no, the news was rather sad. Anyway, yeah. And then George Harrison comes in one day. He's just like, oh, you know. Uh, I can't do him. Uh, I was watching. No, I'm terrible. Uh, I was wa- he was just like, oh, I was watching. That's a Bob Dylan. You yeah, t- yeah, I did. You almost oh, did a Bob Dylan. Yeah, I'm rolling still. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he goes like, oh, I was watching TV the other day, and this movie came on, and it made me think of this, and it made me think of this. So I wrote a song about it. You want to hear it? And he fucking plays uh, uh, I, Me, Mine, mm. which I didn't really was too familiar with, but he basically wrote it, and he came up basically fully formed in one night. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. And yeah, but the fact that they're just chatting as opposed to being like Instagramming or <laughs> tweeting. A lot of people used to do that, Nathan. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I get so nostalgic for a time that I just never experienced There's ever. A word for that. I think it's maybe a German word or something. But yeah, nostalgic for a period you never lived in. I totally get that. Yeah. Like, especially because I, I, I had a phase in my formative years, like 14, 15, mm-hmm. where I was quite obsessed with that era of music, like the 60s, the, 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 the 60s, uh, 50s, 60s, early 70s. Those are, I feel like those are all three very different periods, but I'm pretty ignorant. But there's a lot like of it. artists that kind of like span that general right, right, era. Right. So like Ray Charles. Like your Elvises, your Ray yeah. Charles, your, your Johnny Cash's, your Beatles, your, your, your Chuck Berry's. 
Um, Stephen Sondheim, rest in peace. Yeah, but that's like a whole different yeah, I know. stratosphere. Music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I I just had this strange attraction and affinity for like the stories mm. and like the the way that the industry was sure. back then with like radio play being like the holy grail yeah, yeah, you yeah. know and like record deals and like Payola. tours and, and 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 just how like how much simpler the music industry seemed back mm, then mm. probably a lot harder as well to be fair yeah, I mean, probably significantly harder than than compared today. The Beatles compared to have to go city. to a random German city and play there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just have this like I, I love like reading, watching, listening to stories about musicians from that era. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems it just seemed like such a pure. Was it more pure somehow? I don't think it was more pure because you can't say that music that comes out today is less pure. Mm. It's more about like it was so it felt so much more communal both okay. from the artist standpoint and the audience right like yeah i don't know if it's just like two years of a pandemic that's making me feel this way <laughs> but you know you. there's there's there was just this closeness of, of everything that seemed so um i just wondered what it would have been like to be a musician in that era Dude, man. you know if i was in singapore and i had the skills that i have today but like i'm i'm like in 1960s singapore Playing all the Beatles songs and be like, not not a yesterday. This is a Nathan <laughs> Hartono song, ladies and gentlemen. We're not doing a yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> Do the accent. All my. Tr- <laughs> We're not doing a yesterday. But like you know, just I, I imagine occasionally like what a, what must have what must it have been like if I existed in like the sixties as a mm. musician in Singapore? Mm. Like mm. what would have happened? I don't know. That's interesting though. Yeah. Yeah, man. I tell you. I tell you what though. Uh, the second I get my fucking uh, time machine, the f- one of the first things I'm going to do is go to the Cavern Club, 1961 or whatever, the 62, whatever it was, and the Beatles were just playing a small room that apparently the, uh, the energy was electric and yeah. their hair was short and they mm-hmm. were just doing covers and stuff and some of their originals. It'd be fucking fun. Crazy. Man. Well, if I I could time travel, I'd, I'd time travel to... A, a year and a half ago and tell myself to watch Dark, which I have been binging Ooh. still. <laughs> which I have still been binging. What a waste of a time travel. <laughs> hey, you're going to watch a show in a couple of months. Uh, watch it now. <laughs> it's but, about time travel. But it's, but, but the whole season's not out yet. No, just do it. Just fine. Just do it. Um, Why man. do you look so much like just me right now? <laughs> I traveled here from eight months ago. <laughs> just trust me, young Nathan. <laughs> young Nathan, we're the same age. Uh, technically, I'm a year older. Yeah. This is also something anyway. they cover in Dark. Oh, God. You know, like time yeah. travel that is closer than you'd think. But anyway, huh? um, I'm on season three now, and I cannot recommend this show enough. Okay, right? I'll get into it. I might have just restart season three. I'm, I'm not even going to talk about it for that long because I feel like I can go on yeah, forever, and it's so? not going to mean anything to anybody True. that I know of yet. True. Um, if you do watch Dark, hit me up. Um, uh-huh. But it's... Dare I say it, and I, I don't think this is just recency bias, but dare I say it, this might be the best show just artistically. On an artistic sure, level. Germany? On an artistic level, in terms of my appreciation for the craft behind the show, Interesting. this might have might be the best one since Breaking Bad for me. Whoa. Yeah. Big, big, big talk. Big yeah. talk. Because I remember like in the good old days when I was watching <laughs> Breaking Bad, I would consistently get like 
uh, other than enjoying the story, enjoying the acting, I would consistently be mind blown of like, oh my god, like they thought of that, uh-huh. like, and that doesn't happen very much when I'm watching things on nowadays. A technical level and a story level, on just an artistic just level, artistic on a craft game. level. I don't sure. know how to pin it down. Right, right, right. Um, but it's not often that I feel that way when I watch things nowadays. Like I'll feel a lot of like, oh, that was well done, or like that was cool, or that was an interesting but twist, or whatever. Truly but to truly mind. be like, how how did you? Like, where did this come from? Uh-huh. You know, I'm getting that almost every episode with Dark. Wow. I'm, I hope I'm not overselling it. I definitely am. But it's just so thematically tight and juicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, 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 <laughs> in terms of, like, tying a script together and uh-huh. having everything mean something and everything, like, be relevant to what you are... Want the message that you want to get across? It's something I think we take for granted in a lot of like modern writing. Sometimes you just want to like tell the story and then like oh twist. Mm-hmm. But this one is very much like to quote George Lucas. It's like poetry. Everything it's, rhymes. It rhymes. Everything rhymes, and okay. it's just so so beautiful to watch is, something is like that. To binge? It's built unfold. to binge. Huh? I don't know if it's built to binge, but what I have realized it's built for, uh. and I think this is also mind blowing. <laughs> what I've realized that I think it might be built for is that I think it's built for someone to watch alone. Really? Because it's a heavier show. Oh. It's in German. you got to read subtitles. Yeah, you can't shit. talk over this show. Yeah, you sure. can't talk over it. Like, I think it's a show that it's meant to be watched or like discovered and enjoyed alone. And because they know it's so good, they know that you are going to get obsessed with it Ooh. and then try to tell somebody else about it. Oh. And then you can now go watch it with them. Binge. But and on your second watch, like this is a show that but, that, but that it's meant to be watched alone. It's, no, no, it's this show is meant to be watched more than once. Gotcha. And I think that's like in the design, you know, like they I designed so. it so that you get obsessed with it by yourself with this niche show that is called Dark. It doesn't sound very good at all. It looks boring, but then you get obsessed with it. You sell it to somebody enough. You watch it with them. And on your second watch through, their first watch through, you are getting mind blown a second time. Okay. I suspect that's what's going to happen All when right. I watch it the I'm, second I'm time. I'm super sold. Okay. I'm a little yeah. bit busy these couple of days, but I'm starting <laughs> back up again. I really suspect that's what's going to happen when I rewatch it a second time. Because, like I said, nothing is meaningless. Everything means something. But I do know that when I was watching the first eight episodes, a lot of things were happening where I was like, what the fuck is happening? Right. And now I'm excited to like finish it and then watch it again with somebody else and like make these discoveries okay. a second time. I'm on it. I'm on it. Because... Excited. I'm jazzed. Man, it's just... And then you can also get into the things of like how like the dates all line up and and how they release season one, season two, and season three. It doesn't really matter now. Yeah, but yeah, sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> just good job, Germans. How do they do that? Good job, Germans. Oh, it's a controversial take. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, how was how how has your week been? Like, well, I mean, not to that, not to. Of, I guess we've been avoiding the elf in the room, but fucking this Omicron shit has gotten me fucking freaked. Not freaked, but yeah. like, God damn it is my is what my thought. Because right now, as of this recording, it's still kind of like we're not sure what the deal is. We know that it's a variant of uh, whatever of of what do they what's the term they use? COVID. You know. This, this, this. <laughs> yes, thank you, <laughs> Nathan Fauci. Uh, a variant of concern is the official term. So yeah. they're like watching it. Um, you're hearing all these different facts about it. You're hearing different things. Yeah. Like uh, the South African doctors are like, oh, no, no, it's really mild. It's fine. 
but basically there's like 30 mutations and it's apparently 500 times more trans- transmissible than oh, alpha. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's what they said. Uh, Delta is 60 times more uh, transmissible. This is 500 times apparently. And um, it's fucking all over. Okay. You know what I mean? There's even some cases in Singapore that they said like, no worry, we got them in quarantine. We're, they never left the airport. I'm like, fuck it, we're fucked. And I think travel plans are up in the air now, so... Not gonna lie. Did no research about this beforehand. Everything that you're telling me is new information You've to me. You've heard about it, though, at least, right? Scary. Um, the only thing that I do know is um, what went behind the, the naming convention. Omicron. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> when I first heard Omicron, I was like, this is a joke, right? Like, this is a silly name. Turns out it's part of the Greek alphabet. Yeah. Which, for the record, is a stupid alphabet. Because you need more alphabets to spell their letters. So what is that, really? There's two O's. <laughs> but if you think about it, the English language has two two of them that start with D. Well, you, but but in the English language, there are... <laughs> what is it? What is it, the other one that starts with D? Think about it. Think about it. No, it's Double like... W, that's right. Yeah, okay, no, cool. but it's like... It's like in, 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 in the, uh, the, the Greek alphabet, you need more alphabets to spell their alphabets. So it's stupid there. W I, is I two it. words. But that's the only one. <laughs> That's the only one. That's the only one where they kind of drop the ball. W is a strange one. It's it's like the it's like the outlier of the alphabet because every other one is like A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P. Hmm, what's this one? Two V. Yeah. Why do they call W? Um. What else could it have been? U V. W X Y N Z. It could be anything, really. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, if you, I don't know why you're pushing against wa because clearly could, it, it should be wa. It could be dong. <laughs> no, but they all sound like what they are. A a a b b b b boy wa. It's wa. But then again, you also be like woo woo. Yeah, sure woo. Maybe it sounds too Chinese. Speaking of which, oh shit! Speaking of which, you know why they called it Omicron? Um, um, isn't it just next in line? No, it was not next in line. Um, so the previous oh, variant... Oh, right? <laughs> No, no, no. So the previous variant that came out... The, the, the previous variant that there's, was There's like, more than you probably think, by the way. There's quite a few. Yeah. But the last big variant that got people alarmed was the Lambda variant. Lambda, Lambda. After which there was the Mu variant, yeah, yeah, which yeah. didn't get a lot of press. Yeah. Because apparently, I guess, it was just not big enough. By the way, Lambda found in the Philippines. Cool. Represent. Um... There was a mu variant that comes after Lambda that just didn't really, didn't have good representation, bad PR, just didn't really get much um, uh, mileage there. There are two alphabets before Omicron. New, right? New? There's a new, which they didn't want to use because it was confusing. That's, that's confusing. Yeah, it was confusing because there'd be new variants. Like, what's the yeah, new the variant? variant? The new, new variant. variant. Which yeah. variant do you have? The new one? Yeah, yeah exactly. One? It's a real, like, who's it's on who's first on kind first. of situation. Um, and the next one was C. Like X I. Oh yeah, and they That's were what like, it was. I knew it was a Chinese. And they were design. like, we cannot use that. Like, C Jinping's just like, <laughs> That's right. I dare you. I double dare I you, double motherfuckers. Dare. I disappeared a tennis star. <laughs> <laughs> I could take this tennis star away. I could take. I don't know what he would do. Yeah, but they couldn't use C because that would be like potentially. Uh, problematic. <laughs> Stupid. But it's just silly. That's why they went to Omicron because they couldn't use new or C. I think they were also like Omicron sounds scarier. <laughs> you know what I mean? It fucking I, it sounds like the guy who was. But genuinely, if they did call it the C variant, just like the memes and yeah. all the things, and like it's just I could just see Winnie the Pooh with fucking yeah. Like I don't even know how China is gonna ban that. Like yeah. they just like they just gonna be like, oh what COVID, COVID doesn't exist. <laughs> there is we no war in Basing Se. 
Um, I was gonna say, you know what it sounds like to me? Uh, ever since I heard it, I'm like, this sounds like the dude that like fucking took over from Megatron to lead the Decepticons. Omicron. Yeah. Omicron. Omicron. Om- I, I do know that Omicron is from Futurama. Like, um, you know that big lizard alien? There's a big lizard alien named Lur, spelled L-R-R-R-R. Okay. Um, and <laughs> his whole thing is that he always uh, uh, goes on the screen and greets him like, I am Lur from planet Omicron Percy I-8. Right. Like, that's his whole thing. And like he's a oh. recurring character. Well, before then, it was a Greek thing, you know? Yeah, so, for sure. Sense. Um, but hey, exciting that the next variant, um, should it happen, will be Pi. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be killed by Pi. Uh, like you know what's fucked? What else can you do, right, y- other y- than laugh about it? Y- you know what's... R- I just didn't think about this until now. I don't know how far away it is, it is, but if we ever get to variant Omega, that's fucked up. Because <laughs> Omega means forever. So it's like, this is the forever variant. It's just not going away. And then we, what do we start after that? Do we start with... Fucking the Roman alphabet, the Russian alphabet, Cyrillic alphabet. I don't know. We'll just start using Chinese characters. Then we then won't, we'll, get, then we then won't we'll definitely get C. Yeah, but we won't run out. Fair. <laughs> There's a lot. Um, did you see that South Park released a uh, another COVID special? No, I didn't. Uh, they're calling it the a post COVID event. Oh, so yeah. like it's it's set in a world after COVID, uh-huh, uh-huh. forty years in the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just mean. <laughs> and everybody's older. Like everyone is like all in like middle age now. So like it's it's basically like a one hour special where everybody is like in their in their late forties, early fifties. Is, is already? It's out already. I'll yes. Check it out. That sounds funny. Um, and it's ridiculous. It's great. Um, it's vaguely depressing. <laughs> <laughs> is it like they just f- defeated COVID? Is that the idea? Yeah. Oh, the idea is that it starts with like, COVID is over. And then like, <laughs> everybody is just like, old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, related to that tangentially, yeah. is I saw something this week, almost at the same time this Omicron news broke, that like, that like made me cry, but in a good way. Uh-huh. Uh, BTS are touring again. Mm. Well, they're touring, but they had they're having they're in the they're currently yeah having a four day concert in L A. Yeah, permission to dance L A. stage. My friends there. Oh, lucky. My I have a whole group of friends that purposely went for that. Like they're from here and they went there for that. Fucking privileged motherfuckers. But yeah, that's great. <laughs> I would honestly if I could get tickets and a good time. Oh shit! Why did I go? <laughs> anyway. Uh yeah, it sounds so stupid, but their because their music is designed to like really hit their fans and like they wrote all these songs that was for their fans, but they haven't performed in front of their fans. Like mm-hmm. when they finally, finally performing these songs, it's just like, wow! It's it's like a diff, it's like a special different kind of energy that's reverberating through that fucking stadium. Mm-hmm. And this is just from shitty fucking uh, phone camera videos. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I'm, they have a stream. I'm buying it. I bought it. I'm watching it on Friday. Come on over, Nathan. Eleven thirty <laughs> in the morning. Wear your favorite gym in onesie. Uh, it's but it's just it's just nice, you know. I think you can relate, you know, just the feeling of like, wow, this fully charged energetic thing of like here we are in front of our army again and like here we are seeing our favorite band again and it's a thing and and then it was bittersweet because Omicron was, was going on at the end. I'm like we're, <laughs> we're probably gonna have to go away again. <laughs> uh, they're all saying though we shouldn't have travel bans. That's what the latest advice is. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't help. It cripples economies too much. It doesn't really work. I don't know. Japan's done it. Israel's done it. A couple other places. A lot of places are planning travel from like the known hotspots, basically Africa. But I don't know, man. I've kind of been in this state of like 
and I've mentioned this before, of like yeah. willful ignorance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly because nothing I say or do or think is going to change what happens. Yeah. Which is, you know, it could be a depressing thought, but it can also be a very liberating one of like, I don't need to crowd my mind with this shit. Like, mm-hmm. I could have researched Omicron earlier this week and figured out what exactly it means and yeah. what it could mean for the future. But I chose to not. Yeah, totally, totally valid. <laughs> totally cool, too. And then I, f- for whatever reason, am exactly backwards. Like, mm-hmm. I need to research the shit of it to, to feel better. Right. You know what I mean? It sucks to know a little bit about it. Yeah. But, like, say we didn't record this podcast today and you didn't really know how bad it was and then fucking in, like, two, what, a day or two, Lee Sen's like, back to phase one! Uh, you're, well, how would you take that, you reckon? It was going to happen anyway. Back to phase one? No, no. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, whether or not I paid attention to it, it was going to happen anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I mean. why let it fuck my day up two days ago when it can just fuck my day up later? You know what I mean? That's quite wise, actually. Because it's going to fuck my day up anyway. Like, it's, yeah. it, whenever the news breaks, whenever the decision is made, it's going to make me feel a certain way anyway. Yeah. So, like, it's the whole thing of, like, why worry when you, like, you know, if you were, if you stress out about something, you, you live through the hell twice. That's that true. kind of whole. Oh, that's totally true. That kind of philosophy. Yeah. Um, so, for now, it's just kind of, like, <laughs> even when they, they, they went from uh, five packs meals and all that. I didn't even know. Up to five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know when the fuck that happened because <laughs> I've been so ignorant about the rules. But it's made my life a lot. It's. It sounds like you know the equivalent of you sound like someone who deleted social media. <laughs> I don't know, you know if I, mean? I deleted. Like, it's, it's so it's much not, better. I it's feel not lighter. so much that I deleted social media. It's just that I think the cleanse has been complete after several cycles because I've unfollowed all of those like toxic news accounts. Mm-hmm. Sorry, let me apologize. They're not toxic. They're doing good work. It's just that I I don't want to see it every In fucking your face. day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's toxic to my brain chemistry specifically, but it's good, good for society. Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> um, I just unfollowed all of those accounts. Mm-hmm. I check in every once in a while if, like, I like I'm curious. Then I'll just like go there and like see yeah. what's happening. Um, so, and I also just don't really read my own comments as much anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's like, good, I, it's 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 it's. <sighs> Okay, it's 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 something like how okay, safe like 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 two, three, four years ago uh-huh. during the height of like Trumpism and all that shit happening, uh-huh. I followed that way too closely, like way closer than I needed to even, yeah. Because like realistically, how the fuck is that going to affect my daily life? Like unless I want to move and live and get a green card in the U.S. or something, realistically, that did not affect my life at all. But it did fuck up my worldview. It did give me like some shit stained glasses to yeah. see the world through. And like of course I just saw the world as a bit more like dour because of it. I don't man. Like man, yeah. Like to what extent do we need to inform ourselves, especially on things that are not really going to move the needle in our own lives and happiness, you know? I just think that there's a certain level of responsibility that we have to take as human beings nowadays with so much shit that like you know we have to control it self-filter and like know that no one human being can take everything oh man i I feel so conflicted because i i see your point as well but you you know where when i kind of felt that was earlier today when i looked up reddit i looked at the news uh, another mass shooting in america you know another school shooting and i was just like well yeah Mm-hmm. Fuck, man! It's like being—I des- don't know if it's being desensitized or if it's being ignorant. Like, is it the same thing? I guess 
I guess it's not quite the same. It's more just like I'm not surprised, I'm not shocked, yeah. which is really fucked. But I also understand conversely that there is a... Like, the negative side to thinking like this, it's like, you can get into this mode of, like, it's not my problem. Mm-hmm. It's not my problem, so why should I care? Is that kind of thing. Like, I'm not saying approach life that way. It's more so, like, you know, control the intake. Like, of course, like, you sh- you need to understand what is happening in the world around you and be an agent of change in the, in, in the ways and places that you think you can be. But, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I think it, there's a little bit of like it's not my problem, but it's not. So, I don't know how to describe it. You know? I, I think what you're saying. Yeah, I think there's only so much empathy. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's that whole thing of like you know they, they, a good piece of advice is that if you're feeling really shitty and you need to talk to someone about it about about how you feel, you check it with them first if they have enough emotional bandwidth. Hmm. Just that it. I mean, you're out of bandwidth. That's totally fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 <sighs> Can't wait to watch BTS concert. <laughs> yeah, cheer me up. Yeah, then it gets canceled. Watch it. <laughs> two days. Wait, BTS days. or the concert? Be- oh no, BTS will never get canceled. <laughs> never, they're uncancelable. Apparently, uh, something's happening in India where like they're getting not canceled, but just a lot of hate. I don't know. Um, I think I think they're touring there for the first time. So I wonder what that is. Oh, if I'm not mistaken, I have no oh, idea. Well, they haven't solidified their 2022 plans, obviously, because you know reasons but uh, i heard that there's a pretty strong idea that they're gonna go to india cool oh man it's so funny man the fucking bts army and the bts itself is so powerful it's crazy uh, i'm sure you didn't catch it but they appeared on cordon to promote their concert and their album and stuff mm-hmm. and that motherfucker had to kiss the ring yeah a couple months ago he made a joke and fuck he got the army were all over him and then bts's official account unfollowed him that's right james Corden got unfollowed <laughs> what kind of joke was it? BTS um, appeared at the United Nations. Yeah. They did a song and they wanted to promote some stuff. Yeah. And then James Corden made a joke of like, it's the, f- oh, what is it? It's the first time something about 15 year olds have tuned into the UN. So insinuating that all fans of BTS are, ju- are just 50, are just 15 year old girls. Right. Yeah. They got mad. So they appeared in their show. Ladies and gentlemen, BTS. Woo. Blah, 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 blah. How's it going? Hey, how's it going guys? We're good. How are you? I feel like I heard you got into some hot water, and then he had to like fucking apologize, like an official apology. As close as you can to about this kind of things, and then RM was like, "Apology accepted," and everyone cheered. And I'm like, "Fuck, that's some powerful shit, man." Scary, making them cow down. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Jeez, that motherfucker got death threats, dude. Oh yeah, but like, what do death threats mean nowadays? That someone's threatening you with death. But like, no, r- not really. really though, not really. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the word that has probably lost the most power <laughs> in the last twenty years is death threats. Yeah, because cancel is worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of cancellation and death threats, um, did you happen to catch Mr. Beast's video making real life Squid Games? Um, I saw the thumbnail, but I didn't click on it or anything. It's relatively fascinating, but. I'm not a huge Mr. Beast fan. Yeah. Um, I prefer Mark Rober. Not that they're the same thing, but... Is he getting canceled? No, no, no. Oh, there was talk of like... Actually, it's actually quite fascinating. I would love to hear your thoughts on it if you watch it. It's like... There was a little bit of backlash against the project. Basically, what he did is that he got a huge sponsor to give him $3.5 million Uh to recreate a squid game without people getting killed, basically. Uh Uh-huh. Got a bunch of people. They got 454 people. uh, And then he got... 
the prize if you are the last person is four hundred fifty four thousand uh-huh. dollars. Right. That that's kind of his thing. He does it a lot, right? He'll hold a competition yeah. and give yeah. a shit ton of money. Yeah. But then people are like, wait a minute. One, the, it, he's ripping off Squid Games, and people are like, it's crazy. Like, there's a couple of controversies that kind of like are talked about. One is that like, holy shit, this thing has got almost as much views as the regular Squid Game, and that's messed up. Uh-huh. Which I don't really understand. Because they're like, oh, they're just ripping them off. It's not fair. Blah blah blah. Uh, it's also YouTube, so ripoff is a very it's it's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's called it's called trends, exactly. baby. <laughs> and then one controversy, which I thought was a little bit more interesting, and I thought was worth a little bit more diving into. They're like, this is kind of just like the social connotation of it. Yeah, it's like you're just doing Squid Games. You're taking people who really need the money, probably. Yeah, get in and do stuff for your entertainment, basically. Uh-huh. And eliminate people along the way. Yeah. And people seem to take it in good spirits. And he's done a couple of these. Like one that was he did, like I think, a year ago that was actually really, really super fun. I watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was that uh, whoever can stay within this painted circle the longest w- wins half a million dollars. Yeah. Um, and that transitioned to, like, spoiler for the video, but watch it. It's actually quite fascinating. Um, that transitioned to, and they would make the circle smaller. They would make it smaller. They would give them challenges and shit and give people money. That transition to the final ten being in the game of the hugest, the biggest game of tag ever, mm-hmm. with one person walking away with five hundred thousand dollars. Right, but yeah, it's just fascinating to be like, okay, Squid Games at its core is like showing the ideas of privilege and what they make the poor do and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. like, this is what Mr. Beast is doing too, kind of right. I mean, it's still kind of a game show. No one dies, obviously yeah, that's huge. but it's 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 more so like who gives a shit <laughs> about, about what of all of this? Uh, yeah. Okay, it's it's only because like. He's he's like you said. He's done videos like this many times before. It's, it's just that the, the title of this one is just Squid Real Game. Squid Games, yeah. But like in terms of the mechanics and the and the how the video, like you know what the video is at its core, of like people playing for money or people like you know trying to win something. He's he's done this so many times. Yeah. And he's also done like other things where they're like a lot more just forward facing and charitable. As opposed to like a competition, like I remember at the start of the pandemic, he basically bought out a whole supermarket, and everybody that went in, like as they were paying for their stuff, they're like, "Yep, just you're good." Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's and that nice. was cool. Yeah. Like he just basically just got a whole bunch of people free shit, free supplies during the start of the pandemic. Um, it's just I don't know. It's just something about it. It's, it's Cause, fun. Cause, it's entertaining. It feels kind of icky. It's just eh, like, yeah. It is what it is. I I don't know if it's icky. Like it's just a fucking trend. Like it's it's like how. Was it problematic when people were dressing up as oranges and new black characters? Maybe for that one lady, Juliana Huff. That's blackface, so yeah. (laughs) For that one Juliana Huff lady, that was rough. But everyone else, you know, it's a show about you know the 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 prison system and how it takes advantage of people and how it's like a broken system that just like you know sucks away at taxpayer money and all that stuff. But people, Mm. you know, it's just a trend. It's a show. They like it. They want to recreate it. They just want to get the views, whatever the hell it is. It's not. Like, I you, mean, ca- you can't expect people to have to go into the deeper meaning of all of these things. Cause it's like the same thing. Like literally, the same thing happened a few weeks ago. Um, Halloween with Chrissy Teigen mm-hmm. when she had a Squid Game Halloween theme party, and then people were all saying like, "Oh, this is like a little on the nose, no, of like you know the rich <laughs> and all that stuff." I don't fucking. I think it's fascinating. I don't know where I stand on it ethically or whatever, but I think it's interesting. You know. And they even they, I think to even have an ethical stance on it is just going way further than reading to what, than reading what to it, it? Yeah, yeah, it's like maybe. going way further than where it has to go. Right, right, right. Um, especially for something that will mean nothing in two and a half weeks. Fair. Like, yeah. 
it's just it's just unimportant on, I, on I the large know. scale I, well, of things. I, I'm just trying to explore like how I feel about it because, like, for example, okay, you remember? I mean, most people I'm sure have watched Squid Games, but you know, one of the famous games is like you just jump across and you pick which side. Yeah, one glass will break. They recreated that. Yeah, with basically no changes other than you don't die, obviously. Yeah, and uh, I'm just like. And that one's the most ethically fucked up because that, that one made me feel weird because like people were in the front were like, I'm not moving. I want this money. I need this money. I'm not going to move. You go. You go. And I'm like, man, but are people going to get violent? And no one did. Yeah. But yeah, it's just interesting. Also, just on a show criticism standpoint, mm-hmm. that was the one game where I was so like... So frustrating. That was the one game where I was like, who... Like, every other game so far has been a kid's game. Who the fuck plays this game as a child like <laughs> of jumping on, jumping on glass panels that may or may not fall? Like, this is... I, I can't think of, a, of like, a, like, a similar game as a kid. Not... Hopscotch doesn't work that way. I, I guess... I mean, I guess that's the closest you're going to get to it, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just I was like, you guys can think of anything else, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a fucking trend, you know. Like it's it's a thing that everyone is going to try and make some money off of because everyone knows what it is. Sure. And it's is it important? No. Is it gonna change our social dynamics? Doubtful. Um, you know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's just because i saw that chrissy teigen story pop up as well and when i read it i was like this is meaningless <laughs> like yeah i didn't really see that luckily that sounds pretty vapid yeah yeah well, she had a party and everyone had to dress as squid games is that the idea i don't know if they had to but they did <laughs> and like right. people were upset and like so in other words she threw a halloween party right after squid games came out yeah everyone's gonna dress everyone dressed as squid games is a thing i think it was a themed party but right um yeah i don't know it just doesn't really move anything sure yeah um. Yeah, I can't think of anything to say about it other than just totally why, fine. Like why? <laughs> totally fine. Uh, so are those our official recommendations? You're re-recommending Dark. I'm talking about the Beatles. You have anything else? Anything? I'm re-recommending Dark only because it, I'm still insist. I'm still in it, and I insist that more people enjoy <laughs> this as well because I just, I it's just one of those shows where like and and I I I, f- I feel like. A lot of the shows that I watch are this way, mm-hmm. where like I just can't really find a, a and I'm sure you feel this maybe of Yellowstone. Mm. Like I can't no find to other people to like talk about it with. That's your special thing, too. That and the, what's the DC show again that you love so much? Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah. Doom, I fucking love Doom Patrol. I fucking but, love Yellowstone. <laughs> but but I'm holding out that it's going to be a Breaking Bad situation because I remember like for the first three and a half years of Breaking Bad, I had no one to talk about it with. Yeah. And then it hit big after season three, and then suddenly I had everybody to talk yeah. about it I'm with. I remember when I jumped on, probably around, yeah, probably on season three. And I was so excited. That's I was great. like, like, like the feeling of it's, 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 it's like when 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 people join your little cult, you that's know, that's fun. That's the, that I like that attitude. Other than that's the opposite of like ah, I liked it before it was cool. Now it's uh, now it's popular. Now it's I mean, there's cool. a little bit of that, but I keep that to myself. Ah, <laughs> you fucking fuck. It's mostly just like yes, like we can talk about this now because like like. I, I think as much as we, we talk about it as escapism and blah, 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 mm. I think there is a lot of meaningful, um, there's a lot of meaningful things that we can get from enjoying media and, 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 and communing about media because like what we watch, what the stories that we watch unfold, like we relate it to our lives and we try to reflect it in our lives sometimes maybe. But more so, like, the things that we resonate with also tend to resonate with us on a very deep human level. And to be able to talk about that with somebody, I think, yeah. opens up 
like these avenues of communication that right, might not right, have right. existed without this context of a crazy narrative show that you're watching that together, whatever. So I've always found that like fun. You know, you get to know a little bit more about yourself as well mm-hmm. as other people. So beyond the escapism part of it, that's just kind of what I love about a well-written piece of art. Yeah. That you can like really reflect upon it and like really <sighs> just it goes deeper than just like okay that was a fun thing next episode like dark is really making me think about time and really making me think about like cycles and repetition and um just life in general wow yeah it's okay. it's wild okay. it's okay. wild like the same way how breaking bad made me think about family and sacrifice yeah. and like would you do the same and like all these things like really like confronting questions about what would you do for your family what would you do for your loved ones what would you be willing to hide and all of these things yeah. yellowstones make me think of a simpler time <laughs> and open space and family <laughs> and getting her done and getting her done <laughs> yeah yeah not to say Squid Game or in shows like that don't make you think and all that, but, you know. I think Squid Games had a similar-ish effect. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. had that for sure. And I think that's why it resonated with people. Yeah, like, which is good. I like that good, heavy stuff. Heavy is the wrong word, but, like, that deep stuff. Yeah. You know, it's nice. Uh, you know, I think this is the longest we've gone recording a podcast without talking about a new Marvel thing that has come out. Oh, right. Which is not a slight against Hawkeye, because I love it so far. Only yeah. two episodes in. Yeah. It's great. You know what I like about it? It's that, which is exactly the, 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 the premise of the comic, right? Is that you have this guy with, who just has a bow and arrow who's constantly like, what the fuck am I dealing with this cosmic mess? And then now he's kind of the OP person because he's dealing with street level stuff. It's actually kind right. of fun to watch. Yeah. I like it. I like Haley Steinfeld too. I think him, she and Jane Romain are actually yeah, decent enough chemistry. I don't have too many thoughts about it yet. Yeah, not much out there yet. But um, I don't know. It's almost like like like... Why talk about a Marvel thing? You know we're going to watch it. Exactly. Like, I know I'm going to watch it. You know I don't, you're like, going to watch it, listener. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm at the point where I know I'm going to watch it all. Um, when, like, when they made all those announcements of the stuff coming out on Disney+, Plus, I'm like, ooh, it's going to be a busy couple of years. <laughs> 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 but also, like, just, just, we're just never going to run out of things to watch. Like, goodbye productivity. Have you listened to uh, the Rogers the Musical song? Do this all day. Oh, I can do this all day. There's a yeah. There's a full version of it. It's the worst, best. It's the best worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like so bad, yeah. but in a perfectly way. And the lead singer is fucking Adam Pascal. Yeah, of all people, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, and what's his face? Um, uh, uh is 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 uh, Haley Steinfeld's dad, Shrek. What's his name? Brian Darcy James. Yes, I think his name. James Darcy Brian. Yeah, one, one of, of them, those. One of them. Yeah. Yeah, Shrek. <laughs> but yeah, that's great. It's Long Broadway career. Cool, cool to Shrek. see a lot of like theater people in the show for some reason. Shot in New York, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's yeah. Like, I mean the next I, I know one thing, it's not a recommendation, but like it's something that I've been wanting to make time to watch, but last night in Soho. Mm. Um, no, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, new Edgar Wright though. film that just came out. Let me know if you're down to catch it soon. Have you watched it? Yeah, I've watched it. Yeah. I have not seen yeah, it. Yeah, I got it. Let's watch, let's watch it. But I I really love how Edgar Wright just how he how, how I just love how he does it. I just love his work. I love how he does it because this movie is already out. 
it has been out for a few months now in, mm-hmm. in overseas. Um, there have been trailers dropped. There have been all these things. Yet, I guarantee you, most people that watch this movie have no idea what it's about. Dude, I haven't seen a frame of footage. Yeah. Wait, wait, you're sure that people who've seen it don't know what it's about? What no, 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 no. As in, like, I'm pretty sure that everyone walking into that theater before they watch it doesn't know what it's about. Right. And I think that is completely by design. I think that is completely by just how he approaches like the art of filmmaking and the art of trailers. Mm. Like it's very old school in the sense where he doesn't give you everything. He yeah. just gives you like the tone. That's a good point. Baby and Driver and Jojo Rabbit had great trailers that didn't give away yeah. shit. They just give away the tone and like the cast and that's as much as you get. Flavor you don't of know the experience. You don't know the plot. You don't know like what convention is it. You don't know if it's a thriller or a horror or like a drama, whatever it is. And with Last Night in Soho, I would say it's exactly the same. I've seen the trailer. I haven't seen the trailer. Okay. I still don't know what it's about. I vaguely know it's about like. Do you, uh, do you want to know? It's, no? qu- it's Queen's Gambit and JoJo's Rabbit, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> in terms of cast, not yeah. in terms of what it's about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not about chess playing Nazis, <laughs> um, but it. I just know that it involves some kind of like interdimensional. Okay. That's it. Just because that's that seems to be the only thing the trailer is giving away. But even that is vague. Yeah. It is, it's there's something to do with like a like a sort of Freaky Friday slash thing. Yeah, I I know it's a little bit more serious than his usual work tends to be, or maybe that's just the way he's going. Because I mean, last one was Baby Driver. Was that the last yeah, movie? Baby I guess Driver. so, right? I have no idea. I just know that I want to watch it uh, because yeah, I I'll love I love his approach to cinema, and um, it also feels like. He makes movies for a theater, and it feels rude yeah. to not watch it in a theater. Fair enough. <laughs> that said, it's on my hard drive right now. <laughs> oh, you fuck. <laughs> hey, that's why I like having a big TV. Yeah. Um, but I do want to watch it in a the theater, though. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Maybe a projector has it. No, they have it like, in... It's just general release. Is it yeah. out already? It's out already? It's been out for oh, three days. Yes. Oh, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's watch it. Yeah. Um, cool. So. That's a recommendation, sort of. You know, if you haven't watched the movie in a while, if you haven't gone to the theaters to see a movie since COVID started, understandable. Yeah. But check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man's not out for another two weeks, so yeah. Can we dedicate a whole episode just for that? Can we dedicate a whole episode just for Spider-Man? I think we have to, right? Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. I think we used to do that, right? like. Sorry, I unplugged my mic. <laughs> <laughs> Where we dedicate like a whole episode to like one piece of media. Let's try it. Didn't we used to do that? Yeah, we did that for Martian. We did that. For, yeah. Even if not, who cares? Our pockets we do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> like a special episode. Yeah, we can record a special episode. Mm-hmm. We release, give something to you, to, to you as peoples. I just want to like talk about Spider-Man for like two hours. Okay. And assuming that No Way Home is what everyone thinks it's going to be, yep. there's going to be a lot to get into. We're in a game and it's about to get changed. Including like the Sam Raimi films and <laughs> all of those I don't know things. why I keep doing the X-Men song. Yeah. <laughs> What's the Spider-Man cartoon song? How did it go? There's a few. There's the one that goes um uh Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. 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 That's what I'm going to... That's the classic one. The classic one is Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Wealth and fame, he's ignored. Action is his reward. Look out. And then the other one is Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive Spider-Man. No, that's X-Men again. Yeah. The X-Men one just has a pull, you know? But there was that one, right? Spider-Man, Spider-Man, yeah. And then the other one was... 
Um, spectacular, spectacular Spider-Man. That one, I'm pretty sure I've never heard that one. Oh, that's that. That one's on Netflix, ah. and it came out like in the early 2000s, and I watched it when I was a teenager. And I, uh, I don't think it's just nostalgia speaking. From what I understand, a lot of fans also feel this way. Mm-hmm. Probably the best uh, Spider-Man animated series. Is that the new one of the newer ones? Early 2000s, but newer, I guess. Um, but they are reviving the old X-Men on Disney+. Yeah, what's Plus. it called? X-Men 97. Yeah, that's what called, right? Yeah, like I don't understand what that means. If they're going to like remaster it or just kind of like continue. No, I, think it's new. I think it's new. So it's like they're going to continue it in the same universe. Man, that's going to feel so good to watch. It's going to feel weird, weird to watch, but it's going to be... <laughs> yeah. I'm it's going gonna, gonna to be like when they revived um, He-Man, yeah. I guess. Which, by the way, I don't know if you've watched any of it. Nope. I haven't. I was never into He-Man. Me neither. I haven't really seen any of it, but I have friends that are into it, and they sent me... Um, it's a real toxic masculine name. You think about it, He-Man. I guess. <laughs> His um, partner, friend, wife, she, woman. Friend of the show and friend of us in general, my friend Dwayne, he watched T-Man and he sent me this little clip from the show. Ooh. Wait, hold on, let me, let, me, let, me, let me play it properly. Dwayne. Good old Disney Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> this is a clip from He-Man, Masters of the Universe or something. Yep, just without context, Why? that's what it is. <laughs> what is what could possibly be the context that makes that okay? <laughs> I sure like the fist. Yep. That would been fun to record, I reckon. I sure like the fist <laughs> yep. Just another in the long string of weird Netflix um adaptation scripts. <laughs> Um, like an- another one that's going, and we're gonna wrap it up soon. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> just a- another one that's been going around the internet is from the adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. Oh God, I heard it's terrible, which is very sad. I don't know. Never seen the cartoon though. Have you? I'm not sure how terrible it is. It's I've only really seen bad. one episode of the cartoon, and I know I need to finish it because people say it's very good. Okay. But this is a line that's been going around the um, the internet recently from the Cowboy Bebop um, adaptation that. Is a head scratcher? Okay. Me, you, bottle of Chianti, two bottles of we're feeling dangerous. Sounds to me like blackmail. You're damn right it is because Chad, you are black and you are male. Yeah, that's Actually, from a show that came out this year. I caught that in I th- one of the YouTube reviews. Yeah, but even before that was pretty bad. It was a bottle of one bottle of Chianti and two bottles of what did she say? I don't fucking feeling know. dangerous or some shit. Yeah, feeling dangerous. You're black um, and you are male. Yeah, twenty twenty one that came out and not even because it's offensive, but it's so stupid. I, I think it's offensive because it is stupid. Like it's, I don't know if it's, I don't, I don't speak for any people of color. I don't know if it's racially offensive, but it's just logically and humanly offensive. <laughs> and the delivery of it as well. It's like, that's right, because you're black and you are male. <laughs> she really said it up to, and you are male. Yeah. But Pause for effects. Continue with shitty dialogue. <laughs> oh boy. Like maybe the kitschiness is on purpose. I, I wonder know. what it was in the cartoon. I wonder if that's exactly what it was from the cartoon. I highly doubt it because in the cartoon, that character is not black. Ha. Huh. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. 
All right. A lot to check out there, listeners. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, so we'll see you in a few days' time, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't know. <laughs> we are officially in December. Papa! And, um, ah. yeah, look out for some December-themed episodes. Yeah, yeah. When I say December-themed, I just mean that they're going to happen in December. Oh, yeah, look out. <laughs> set, set your calendars. <laughs> Check your calendars. December. All right, cool. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for the hang. Thank you. What a place to be. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.